Good evening and welcome to Blendertainment. I'm your host Andy Sullivan. Um, we got a lot of things to talk about this week, so let's start right off. Let's jump right in with um, well, actually, you know, we're going to start off with the only thing. That you can start off with if you're a wrestling fan. Before SummerSlam, before NXT, you've got to talk about CM Punk. Good God. That was just... (sighs) Days ago, weeks ago maybe, it was rumored that... CM Punk would be making his return to wrestling to AEW. And, um, it just, I don't know if it was because it was too good to be true or what, but I may, I believe it when I see it type of guy. But when things started getting more real, in the ensuing days and it was it was all you could do not to think that maybe just maybe he could and would come back and rampage where he was projected or predicted to come back is in Chicago, was in Chicago Friday night, so all signs pointed to it, and they did not disappoint, they didn't make us wait, as soon as they came on the air, cult of personality hit, and the roof came off that place. And I'll be honest with you. Here's how I was watching it. Um, I was seated. I was in my recliner. But um, I was not back. I was on the edge of my seat. And I was rubbing my hands together, my hands were clammy. I was like, oh shit, this is happening. Oh my god. And it just wow. And everything from his the way he came out his demeanor in the ring it's like He never lost a step. Now, I know that he hasn't had his first match yet. He will have his first match at at, uh, All Out. As a matter of fact, the first thing he did, or one of the first things he did, was saying he wanted to work with the great young talent. And the first name he said was Darby Allin. He challenged Darby Allen 
to a match it all out. So that match is going to happen. And I tried to go on CM Punk's Pro Wrestling Tea site to get his shirt. The site was crashed. And it still crashed days later. I mean, this is how huge this is. Now, I can only assume that he's going to be on Dynamite Wednesday. I mean, how can you, how can you not put him on Dynamite? As a matter of fact, hell, how can you not put him on every show between now and all out? Which I know is just next. No. It's the Sunday after next. Yeah, Sunday after next. Um, I did talk about that in my no DQ column, but I just wanted to go over it in my podcast because it was just, it's, it's just too huge not to bring up multiple times. And... I could just ramble on about this, <laughs> but I got some more things to talk about, so let's get to it. Tuesday, uh, backing up, Tuesday, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars released Tim Tebow, and it looks like his NFL career is over. I I commend Tebow for taking these opportunities. I think, um, but I mean, I think it's great. You know, he tries these things, and everyone should shoot for their dreams and believe in your dreams. And you maybe just might get to do the thing that you want to do. The thing that you've always wanted to do. Now, I am assuming that he will go back to the SEC Network and SEC Nation When football season begins in less than a month, but you know what happens when you're soon. Now, what we're going to talk about before we get into SummerSlam and NXT. Um, First of all, um, I still don't know why SummerSlam is Saturday and NXT was Sunday. Well, I didn't know. Now that I've seen both shows, I think I do. But I'll get to that after I get to this. Um, You know, something I've noticed when I go on Instagram 
there have been some people, they're usually artists, usually musicians, who turn their comments off. Um, I know that uh, um, at one point, Cassidy Pope and Cassie Ballerini had their comments disabled. Um, Kelsey turned hers back on, I believe. Cassidy has not. Um, and I think that's because she's dropping some pretty controversial um, comments or posts on Instagram, and she probably doesn't want to deal with the any more blowback that she would that she has been receiving is that foresight I mean it is foresight um, because you know you're gonna get that but is it kind of cowardly I mean it is your account you can do whatever you want to um, I have my own issues with stuff like that, um, but, you know, like I said, it's your own account, you can do what you want to, so, in the end, I think, her decision, and it's fine, it's, and everybody's got their own decision to make, um, okay, so I'm done talking about that, um, that little that little segment of the podcast is over you may be saying thank god <laughs> so now we have talked about CM Punk we've talked about the social media business let's get down to SummerSlam and NXT we'll first start with SummerSlam Saturday night. Well, first of all, we got to talk about we got to talk about the end first. Um, Brock Lesnar return. That was freaking crazy. Um, as rain posed above Cena's fallen body, following the main event. Brock Lesnar music hit. And, by the way, huge swerve here. Um, Lesnar now has a man bun. And quite the beard. Lesnar came out to the ring. Um, Michael Cole points out that Paul, <laughs> Paul Heyman, man. Heyman looks like he'd seen a ghost. Um, we got a brief interaction before brief interaction between Reigns and Lesnar before Lesnar as Jim Ross would say turned tail and run well he didn't run he made an exit whatever um but anyway I've I've noticed a pattern here is the pattern every time Roman Reigns beats somebody a new challenger 
immediately emerges. I mean, think about this. Roman beats... Roman beats Uso. And then on SmackDown, on the next SmackDown, he says, there's nobody left. Well, out comes Edge. Roman beats Edge, says there's nobody left. Out comes John Cena. Roman beats Cena, doesn't even get to say anything much. And Lesnar's music hits. Now, I'll pose the question on Twitter last night. Who was going to be, who was going to come out after Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar? Which he will. And someone said, The Rock. Well, you knew eventually that Rock versus Reigns would have to happen. And it looks like eventually it will. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see when. But now we will move on. We're going to work our way down the card instead of working our way up it. Uh, we talked about Reigns and Cena. Let's talk about Lashley beating Goldberg. Now, I knew Lashley was going to be Goldberg. I think a lot of people knew Lashley was going to be Goldberg. But what we didn't foresee was how the match would end. Bobby Lashley beat Goldberg via ref stoppage. Um, Lashley dismantled Goldberg's leg in such a manner that Goldberg couldn't stand up. He tried twice unsuccessfully and the ref called for the belt. I mean, listen. Goldberg looks unbelievable for 54 years old. Let me say that again. Goldberg looks unbelievable for 54 years old. I'm almost 42 and I don't look anything like that. Now, though Goldberg looks amazing, he certainly doesn't move like he did. That said, he did more in this match than his usual, his usual jackhammer and spear. Uh, the match began with a high shoulder tackle and power, power slam before spearing Lashley on the outside. But said in the end in the end Goldberg failed Lashley but it was by ref stoppage and 
Lastly, sought out Gage, Goldberg's son, and put him in the hurt lock. Now, this match kind of sucked, but it makes me think that this might not be over because. I mean, when you attack somebody's son, and when you attack a dude's son and make him watch, it doesn't seem like something the guy would get over very easily. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe September or in Saudi Arabia in October, those two will go at it again. We'll see about that. And next match, further down the card, um, Edge tapped Seth Rollins. But that is not the big news. Well, okay, it's pretty big. But Edge came out to his brood music. Now, for the past few weeks, well, last week at least, um, Edge did the thing where he, um, he did, uh, had a video message for Seth, who was, Seth was in a white suit, and it ended with a whole bunch of black coming down on Edge, messing up his suit, or coming down, excuse me, Seth, messing up Seth's suit, and it was accompanied by the brood music, so it was only appropriate, a very pleasant surprise, actually, that uh, Edge came out to his old brood music. And as soon as you saw that, you knew that it was going to be special. And that it was. Um, we did, um, after the opening sequence, we got a long heat sequence where Rollins wore Edge down. But. That was slow, but once it picked up, good God, did it pick up. That was probably that was probably the match of the night, um, if not one of. Excuse me, the matches of the night, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you go from match of the night, or potential match of the night, to good God, not again. And that dishonor goes to Charlotte Flair winning her 5,000th, excuse me, her 5,499th Women's Championship. 
this, you know, I mean, listen, it was a good match. Thanks to Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Um, they just, you know, they've got star presence. And the Nikki A.S.H. experience. Okay, I got a problem with Money in the Bank. It started with Otis last year. With him, first of all, him winning it was absurd. And his whole thing was absurd. At least he lost it to The Miz, who ended up, you know, he won the title one week and lost it like two weeks later. Um, and then this year, they did that the women Nikki won the title like a night after she won the briefcase and less than a month later she lost it <laughs> so the point of money in the bank now is what but getting back to SummerSlam Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal, which I was glad to see. Um, I know that there are people who like Jinder. I don't know why. He's his charisma. He's got the his. He doesn't have much charisma at all. I don't know why people like him, but hey, some people do, and that's the choice. Um, it was, yeah, nothing, nothing to see there. Let's just move on. Um, we will move on for, well, we were set for Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um, it was announced Sasha was unable to compete tonight, or as it were, last night, with no explanation. But, honestly, I'll tell you what it is. If you don't know, Banks has been off live shows over the past week, possibly due to COVID complication, complications. So, Carmella was replacing her. And the crowd, the crowd didn't like that. To be honest with you, I wasn't very cool with it either. Um... I knew that it was going to be either Carmella or or um, <laughs> her name escapes me Zelina Vega because those are Sasha's those are as of last week Sasha's two new flunkies although Let's see if they'll keep that intact or if they'll blow that up. But, yeah, the crowd 
wasn't happy with that. Um, and Bianca cut a promo saying that she was also not happy. And she was going to take her frustrations on Carmella. But just before the bell, Becky Lynch's music hits to a huge response to the crowd from the crowd. Not exactly a great after response from Twitter, but what gets a great response from Twitter these days? Becky tosses out Carmella, then walks outside and throws her into the steps. So we got Becky and Bianca for the SmackDown Women's title. And in short order, Becky hit the, what they're apparently calling the Manhandle Slam, but it's a rock bottom, straight away for the win. Wasn't really a match, but we got a new champion. <laughs> and people on Twitter were saying um, Bianca got jobbed. I do wonder if we're going to see Bianca and Becky in a rematch in September, which is, I think they said the September pay-per-view was Night of Champions, so thinking that match is going to happen. Now the next one... Um, the Usos retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles against Ray and Dominic. And it was a good match, nothing special. It just felt so unremarkable because the four had wrestled each other so many times the past two months. And I'm wondering. Which I kind of thought maybe they would do this last night. Have Dominic turn on Ray. I've thought they were going to do that for months, but they had not. So uh, who knows? They might not. But then again, maybe on SmackDown, you know, Dom will be mad that. He and Ray keep losing, and maybe that's where the turn happens. I guess we'll just have to see. Now, the next match was what needed to be done. Damian Priest won the United States Championship from Sheamus. The match started strong. Um, lots of big strikes and slams. There was a nice back and forth. There was a nice counter when the two were on the outside. Uh, Priest tried a spinning heel kick on Sheamus, but Sheamus caught him and ran him into the post. Um, but the match picked up when Priest mounted his comeback, hit a spinning heel kick for the two. We got some solid back and forth. Um, Sheamus hit a broke kick. 
but cop caught with a choke slam. Uh, Priest went for a springboard, but Sheamus countered. Um, Priest hits the South of Heaven and wins the United States title. It was a pretty good match. Um, now, it's especially good when you consider that Priest had lost a lot of his post-WrestleMania momentum. If you remember, he... It was him and Bad Bunny. I'd have that experiment go. But anyway, it was him and Bunny who defeated Miz and Morrison. And the next night, I believe he won a handicap match. But anyway, after that, you know, his push just kind of went to the wayside. But... They got it back, and he's the United States champion now, which, good for them, for getting him back. And the next match, <sighs> the next match was just, ah. Alexa Bliss beat Eva Marie, and what I like to call the Who Cares match of SummerSlam. I mean, listen, I like Alexa. She's very talented. Obviously, she's gorgeous. But this whole thing, this Lily thing, this... I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> of course, there was the there was the obligatory, obligatory, we want Wyatt chance from the fans. Well, WWE fans are not getting Bray Wyatt. Um, AEW fans will see media are getting Bray Wyatt. So, you know, maybe go there. I don't know. Maybe turn him in. Tune, tune him in. But, um, Bliss, uh, Nah, just you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm, I'm not even gonna review this match. Bliss won. Let's go on. <laughs> um, Orton and Riddle winning the tag team titles. You know, I love it. I mean, Team RK Bro, as they're calling themselves. This. Or as Riddle's calling him. And now Orton is reluctantly. <laughs> he was like. You know. Last Monday he was like. Okay let's do this. Whatever. But you know. It's it's good. Uh, I like it. I like the scene. It was a. The match was a basic match. Um. Um, the match was basic with uh, AJ working most of it with Riddle and Orton and Omos or Omos yeah I still say Omos it's not Omos it's Omos because there's no L in it 
It's O-M-O-S. Omas, Andy. Omas. Learn to say it. Omas. <laughs> anyway. Um, riddles. Um, um, Omas. There you go. Wasn't able to save AJ from eating RKO from Orton's position as the star of the match. Get the hot tag and come and rescue Riddle and snag win. And this, they're just gonna, I think they're gonna have some fun segments. Um, and they're gonna win a lot of matches. I think, I don't, I don't think they're gonna drop the belts real quick. I think there's some value in keeping them on them for a while. And the last match on SummerSlam was actually the kickoff show. That tag team title match was the first match of SummerSlam. The kickoff show was Biggie defeating Corbin and winning his money in the bank briefcase back. Or getting it back? Or winning it back? Getting it back? I don't know. Um... (laughs) They didn't really say that the match was for the money in the bank briefcase, so uh, I think it was just that he beat him and he got his case back. So who knows when we see Who knows when we finally see um, Big E win the title for Roman Reigns, or does he go to Raw and win the title from Lashley? I think he goes to Raw and wins the title from Lashley. Yeah, this can go back to. Lashley beating up Kingston and Xavier Woods who by the way Xavier had a very very nonsensical role in SummerSlam it was him and John Morrison and The Miz and it was this whole thing with the water gun and it just you know what just stop you know what before I get any more before I get any more put out with that let's let's go to NXT tonight shall we um the pre-show match um Ridge Holland beat Trey Baxter it was Ridge Holland's first match back in oh I don't a long time I think first big match back uh, I didn't expect Baxter to win I don't think anybody did and the show itself the show itself only had four matches no 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 the show itself had five matches 
with four of those matches being championship matches. And let's go through those. Cameron Grimes was Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight was the first match with Cameron Grimes. Well, the stipulation was if Knight won, if Grimes won, he would be the champion, the million dollar champion, and he would no longer be um, LA Knight's servant. But, well, either way, he was not going to be Knight's servant because if Grimes lost, the Million Dollar Man would be Grimes' servant. So, would he have been the Million Dollar Man servant? Huh? Yes? No? Maybe? Not a very good joke? Okay, let's move on. Anyway, he didn't win. Um, thankfully, although that could have, I don't know if that would have made for interesting TV or just eye-rolling TV, but thank God we don't have to see the Butler Million Dollar Man because there is a new Million Dollar Champion and his name is Cameron Grimes. Moving on, the NXT Championship Raquel Gonzalez retained her title by defeating Dakota Kai and you know after every champion loses or after every challenger after everybody loses a championship match it's always the thought is always are they going to go to the main roster are they going to go to Raw are they going to go to Smackdown well I don't know We'll see. Um, this next match was probably, aside from the final two matches in the night, these last, well, I was looking forward to all three of them, but this match I was really looking forward to. Ilya Dragunov was the one to finally defeat Walter and become the UK, the NXT UK champion. That, I just, oh, that was such a hard-hitting match. It was, wow. <sighs> just, I can't, I can't, obviously I can't find the word for it, can I? Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole in a 2 out of 3 falls match. Now, People were thinking, now, well, you would think that Cole would win until you heard the rumors that, and this was, I think, last week these started, that said that Adam Cole's contract would be up after SummerSlam. Well... Let me tell you, him losing to Kyle O'Reilly really doesn't um, help that. And I'll tell you something else that doesn't help it. Although, it's 
somebody tried to tell me that I was wrong, but as soon as Cole lost, I went on WWE Shop and all of Adam Cole's merchandise is on sale. <laughs> His Adam Cole Gold Bay Bay Gold is was $27.99, now it's $14.95. Um, he's got another Adam Cole Undisputed shirt that was $27.99, now it's $16.79. Um, well, now this is not to say that, um, this is not to say that Cole's going to AEW, but it's also not to say that he's not. So I guess we'll just see. Um, so the last match was also one that we pretty much knew the result of um, because Karrion Cross has been on Raw for the last few weeks. So Karrion Cross defending the NXT Championship against Samoa Joe, well, we knew that Joe was winning. And when he did, he becomes he becomes the first ever three-time NXT champion, I believe. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Now, what is up next, Karrion Cross? Well. I would say that he would continue his feud with Jeff Hardy on Raw, but Jeff Hardy has to get over COVID first. Um, I don't know the status of that. He may be. It, it, they may have... Listen, I don't watch... Monday Night Raw a lot. I I know that's not something that a podcaster who wrestles a majority majority wrestling podcaster needs to admit, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I watch SmackDown. I watch AEW, and. Speaking of which, well, I will, I will get into AEW right now because they're still, they're still, what, two weeks from tonight is all out, so there will be plenty of time for that. Um... Okay, my, um, we will close, I guess, on, oh, I'll tell you this, um, I watched, getting away from wrestling, um, 
I usually tell you good things that I watch, good things to listen to. Well, I'll tell you one not so good thing. I watched the HBO, direct to HBO Max movie Friday night called Reminiscence. I did not like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not the premise that I didn't like. Um, yeah, the premise is, well, the premise, it's basically getting people to remember a certain memory. I won't, I won't talk too much about it as to spoil it, but I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It may be for you. But it just wasn't for me. Music. Well. I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to my. My little Stephen Underground Garage. Playlist. Which. If you listen to that serious channel at all. You know that they play everything. Um, I've been listening to my happiness playlist because here lately everybody needs happiness playlist because the shit that's going on in the world um, just not happy and I'm not just talking about COVID I'm talking about what's going on overseas as well um, The, some of the stuff that I've got on that let's see I've got it up to almost 11 hours <laughs> um, Bob Marley The Who The Killers Billy Joel Mel Torme that's right that's right your boy likes the classics um Wilson Pickett, Old Billy Joe, America, James Taylor. You get the picture. Um, there's one thing I'll end on this. Um, I talked about FOMO last week. Fear of missing out. Well, I am missing out, but I'm not missing out because I follow a lot of um, a lot of artist accounts and a lot of fan accounts of those artists on Twitter and Instagram, and they've been they're really good at keeping you apprised at concert happenings and I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna give one a plug right now um Kelsey Central it's the fan account for Kelsey Ballerini it's at Kelsey Central 
and of course there's her official at Kelsey Ballerini but if you want tour stuff follow at Kelsey Central and also follow that is their Twitter and that is also their Instagram um, follow them on Instagram as well and follow Kelsey on Instagram at Kelsey Ballerini and well if you have another favorite artist or more favorite artist follow them on social media and you'll get all of the all of the concert and none of the COVID that's kind of um, that's, kind of, that's kind of been my mantra for catching up on some of these uh, all the concert none of the COVID yeah that's that's good times um, and another thing before I get out of here um, yesterday they had the concert from New York City well for a little bit before lightning cut that short I believe it was during Barry Manilow's set I, I have not watched it all yet um I was watching the first hour or so before SummerSlam and then I came down to watch SummerSlam and I got the word that it started storming and they had to cut the show short the concert so I thought well that's sucks for them, but I guess it's good that I didn't watch it, didn't get to watch it all. Okay, that's, um, that is all I've got for this week. Um, I'll be back next week with, um, more of the same, more music, entertainment news, um, and wrestling. And, ah, you know, I might throw a book in there every now and then. Um, so I am Andy Sullivan, and thank you for listening. This has been Blendertainment. Um, make sure to add it on your Spotify or subscribe to it on Apple Podcast, whichever one you have. Um, I'd appreciate it and leave a review don't be too nasty please <laughs> um, I'll catch you guys next week and um, have a good upcoming week and as Michael DeBar always says be kind, be cool, be courageous I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out.